This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida since 1922. This is our 99th year, soon to be 100th year celebration. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president of the mission, and I've been here three decades, 30 years in February. It's just awesome. I am so thankful and so honored to be a part of such a great organization that has served this community for almost 10 decades, almost 100 years. Uh, we have so much going on. If this is your first time ever tuning in, by the way, uh, what we do, we help those people, men, women, and children that are experiencing homelessness, uh, people that have lost their way in life, maybe people you've seen as you travel uh, in Miami-Dade and Broward counties, maybe they're begging on the uh, intersection, maybe you sleep, see them sleeping on a bus bench, or sometimes you see women and a couple children in a broken down car and they need help. Uh, you never know, even though you see people standing uh, for hours sometimes at the intersections asking for money. Some are trying to be cute. They say, I need money for booze. Others just say, please help. Anything you can can give will help. Uh, and we kind of label people. It's very easy to do that. Even at times I will do that, and I've been doing this for many, many years, is that you know if they can stand up there and walk up and down the street and hold a sign and basically beg for five, six hours, can't they get a job? And yet the reality of life is when you see people like that from all different ethnicities, backgrounds, age groups, uh, you don't know the whole story. You know, back in the 70s and 80s, they had uh, tremendous advances in psychotropic medications for people with mental illness. And so people were released from these giant institutions and they, they actually went back and people were doing well for a long time. But it seems to me, uh, as I've seen the face of homelessness change in these last 30 years, that we're seeing more and more people on the streets suffering from mental illness. And you've seen this too, people walking up and down a sidewalk, screaming at a cloud or talking to a tree. Uh, you know, some kids think it's kind of comical, what's wrong with them, uh, but that they're suffering from severe mental illness. And people are also affected by drug addiction. And the, the experts in all this field say they don't know if it's a drug addiction that led to the mental illness or if it was the mental illness that they're using drugs to self-medicate and not have the effects of that. But in any case, there's always a story. You'd be amazed. Some some of the people that I've met over the, the years, you think, here's an able-bodied person. In fact, this person used to be a tax accountant. What happened? And you find out that he lost his, his family in a tragic car accident, and he just lost it. <laughs> he, he, he lost the will to go on. He couldn't face life. And so our approach is a little different than a lot of other organizations. Yes, we want to have people come in and, and they, we want them to feel comfortable. We want to feel loved and appreciated. We want to give them food and clothing and a place to sleep and then maybe some services. But we are a Christian organization and we don't shy from that. 
You don't have to be any certain religion to come to our centers in Miami-Dade or Broward to get services, but we, we have been founded. Uh, the original people that started this ministry back in 1922, it was called Grace Mission at the time, they came down and they wanted to feed people, but they also wanted to share the love of Jesus Christ, the love of God through Jesus. And that has never left us. You know, times have changed. Right now, who would ever believe that this month is the year um, anniversary, if you want to call it that, of COVID, of the coronavirus invading our country to such a degree that everyone kind of woke up and took notice? Uh, who would ever think that this we would be the way we are right now, people fighting for vaccines and still should we wear a mask, not wear a mask, and, and all the things that have happened just in this last year, year, year and a few months, but all the course of these entire uh, 99 years, our focus has always been how to love people, how to share the love of God uh, in practical ways with people. You know, we can't do everything that we do, and we have Passover coming up at the last week of this month, and then April 4th is Easter. You know, and Easter is always celebrated as one of the biggest Christian uh, holidays is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We also have Passover, which has deep, significant meaning for our Jewish friends uh, to be released from bondage and to have a powerful God, a provider God that loves them and, and supports them. And in fact, to the point where in 1947, after thousands of years of being dispersed, uh, the actual Israel was was formed again. And that was a biblical promise. So that's very significant. We have two major holidays, religious holidays, back to back. And uh, we are planning, even though we can't do things like we've done in previous years, normally at this time uh, we'll be planning for a Thanksgiving on Good Friday where we would close down the, the streets in Miami and in Broward. And we would invite, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people in both counties. It, it would total over 2,500 people at the end of the day. And we'd have a sit-down dinner and we'd have entertainment and we'd have giveaways and we have things for the kids. But we can't do it at that degree now. But we've learned a lot with the virus, like everyone else. We had our great outreaches for Thanksgiving, where we did food baskets and, and meal preparation and giveaways. We had Christmas, where we had an actual drive-through at our church property located up in Miami Gardens, where families signed up, and I think it was over 700 families. That must have been, what, at least 2,000 people. And the toys that were given out to the kids and, and other things people were prayed for. So, and we had our Heart for the Homeless uh, celebration in February where we had uh, people in our programs and, and others that were around our buildings uh, were giving a special treat for the day and, and just some smiles. Uh, can't do the hugs, but we did the smiles and let people know that, that God loves them and people in the community care about them. So this year, we're going to do a little different where we need help in raising for Easter baskets. Uh, we want to do over 600 Easter baskets for kids. We're going to do similar to what we've done in the past outreaches by social distancing. Uh, we're going to have food giveaways, baskets of food. We're going to have clothing giveaway, hygiene product giveaway, which we it's our mission, um, mission hope, do, hope tote hygiene drive that we do. And so much we're going to do on it. And you can help us. Go to our website at caringplace.org slash Easter. That's caringplace.org slash Easter for $2.10. You know, you can't, what can you get? You can't get a cup of coffee nowadays uh, for that kind of money. You can provide a hot, nutritious meal. And I've been here long enough to know that hope often begins with that first meal. You know, we can say we have a great staff and great volunteers and great supporters and great services and great classes and great centers. 
Uh, but when people come to the door, it's not because they had a they read a five star review about our our centers. They come because they're hungry, they're tired, they're beat up, they're wet, they don't have clothing. Women are fleeing domestic violence. Uh, they're 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 at a point in their life where they're saying, you know, I just can't take it anymore. I need something a, a little a little rest. So when they come in the door, that first meal. So we're not just giving them a crust of bread. Maybe in your mind you're thinking a rescue mission, you know, the old tin roof with a crust of bread and some soup. No, it's a very good meal. And then we have someone there, uh, and sometimes they get a shower, change of clothes if it's their very first time. And then we have people around there saying, you know, you can. We have more here if you like this, and try to befriend people. You can't help people change. You can't even get to people to talk to them if their stomach is empty. So that meal is so important. And then all the other things are wrapped around uh, to, to help instill hope and, and maybe in a person's life saying, you know, my life can change. So $2.10, you can provide a meal. I know there's someone listening today that probably can do 100 meals, can do 2,000 meals. Whatever you can do is appreciated, and it goes such a long way. And while you're at our website, uh, we have our hygiene hope drive going on. We have an Easter basket drive going on. Just go to caringplace.org. Uh, we're looking for people to help us with uh, collecting toothbrush, toothpaste, uh, razors, deodorant, you know, things that you use to keep your personal hygiene. Uh, we send out purple bags to you. You fill them up, uh, one or two or three. You can drop them by one of our many locations in Broward or Miami. For larger donations, uh, you know, some people do like 100, 200, 300. We have churches and groups that do really fantastic drives. We use these products all during the year. And you can imagine if you haven't been able to brush your teeth or wash your face, how that makes you feel, how that would add to depression. So we, we are really using these uh, every single day during our outreaches. So anyway, go to our website at caringplace.org. Find out how you can get involved. Become a volunteer. We're allowing volunteers to some degree back on our campuses. Make a monetary donation or help us with our thrift store furniture giveaway, just different ways you can help to help others. Well, God bless you. Stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited we have on the phone with us today, Maria Tabraue. I hope I'm not killing your last name, Maria. How are you doing? Thank you so much no, for joining fine. us. <laughs> Thank you I'm for good. thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you for here. joining us. I know we haven't met in person, uh, but you are talking to us on the phone and you are the vice president and director of the Zoological Wildlife Foundation. Thank you once again. I'm super excited to have you. Tell me, uh, I know back in Christmas you guys got together, you collected a bunch of donations and you dropped them off at our center here in Miami to benefit the men, the women, the children uh, in our centers for Christmas. You know, what a beautiful time to donate. And, of course, when I heard about it, I wanted to meet you guys. And with the pandemic, it's such a challenge. Uh, but I'm so excited that we're able to do this radio interview over the phone. Tell me about the Zoological Wildlife Foundation. Well, Zoological Wildlife Foundation is an organization dedicated to educating the public about the rare and endangered animal species in captivity and in the wild. And then raising public awareness will aid the preservation and the propagation of these creatures that are disappearing on a daily basis. And basically, it's an attraction in, Mar in Miami that exhibits animals like 
chimpanzees, lions, tigers, cubs, owls, and snakes. And people can come and view and have interactions via booking and making an appointment for an intimate tour and a private encounter with their family in Miami. Absolutely. So this this place is in Miami, and I, I have to say I'm missing out because I don't think I have visited you guys before. Where in Miami? It's located in um, in Chrome, in 160th Incorporated Bay. It's a five-acre facility uh, park in Miami. That's wonderful. And basically there, that's where we have all our animals, and people come to visit from all over the world and interact with this private encounters in Miami. Now, I would assume that there is a uh, a price to the ticket uh, to get in. Tell me more about it, because I really want to visit, and I want our listeners to know uh, that this is even uh, there, because I didn't know, so I'm sure a lot of people don't know either. So what is the process for visiting? The process is you will call our booking office at 305-969-3696, or you can email at info at cwsmiami.com, or go to our website at cwsmiami.com, cwsmiami. You go... Um, and you can actually book your tour directly to Pete, or you can call our number and actually have a live uh, booking agent speak to you and uh, help you how to guide you in the tours or encounters that we offer, and then you can book your tour at that, at that and time. How, what, and what would someone like me who's never been there, what can I expect to see? You will get to, you will get to see, um, you will get to see Lambani, our chimpanzee. You get to see baby lions. Tigers, owls, and snakes, um, um, sea lions, jaguars, other kinds of primates, the new world primates, which are capuchins or gibbons that come from Asia. We have a menagerie of animals that you get to meet up close and personal, and the children can actually interact with the smaller animals. Oh, the baby wow. sea lions, the baby primates, and, and they share that experience with their families, and they take it and, you know, relate it to some the families, you know, so they can come and see the park. And what we do is basically like to educate the public about the rare and dangerous animal species in captivity in the wild when it's interceptions in 2001. Yeah. That is so wonderful. Now, when you, when people go and they, they visit, right, and they take the tour, about how long is the tour? Well, the general tour is basically an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, and you get to walk around the park and you get to see the animals up close and personal, and interact with some of the smaller animals. And then you have, for a different price, you have the actual encounters. And then we have many encounters. If you go to the website, www.miami.com, there you can see the different encounters that we have, which are the private encounter, the feline encounter, the flock encounter, and that's how we separate. And then you have the ZWS presentation, which is two, two hours, then you have a special, which is all of them have different prices, and this space of the interaction, and then those that's three hours, and then you have the ultimate experience, which is by VIP five hour experience, and that one has catering included. Wow, I mean, I'm thinking of someone. I mean, I love animals in general. I love every single one of them, and what a wonderful experience. I'm thinking that this will be. So you mentioned even catering. So there is a place in the park where people can go and sit down and 
and have a snack or have maybe a lunch or a breakfast? Um, we have areas where you can sit down and you bring your lunch. We actually don't have a lunch area per se, only for the VIP five hours that the price includes the catering. It includes mimosas, it includes refreshments, it includes a lunch. Oh my God. Dessert. I really want to do this. And that's a different, <laughs> yes. That, uh, it's, it's a little pricey, but the experience is beautiful. Oh my God, and, um, that is so beautiful. And then we also have, yeah. But if, when we're working eventually and doing something that we can provide some type of lunch, we also do field trips. So we work with schools and we also do field trips in-house or we also do events. Our location, you can rent it also the space also to do events. Oh. Okay. space or the space with the animals itself. Yeah, so... It's like if someone wanted to do like a birthday party or something like that, they could rent it. can house, yes. Oh, wow. You can rent. Yes, that that right. sounds amazing. I cannot wait. I want to get all the information. I'm going to say the number one more time. And before we run out of time, I want you to say the website again towards the end. But the phone number is 305-969-3696. Maria, I, I know you work directly with Matt Dillon. We absolutely love everything that you guys do. You got together. You collected the donations. Now, the donations, did you involve the people that visited the park or was it just done with your employees and, and the people yes. that work with you guys? Basically, basically it was a toy drive. We collected toys from our employees who wanted to donate toys. My um, clients, which are the guests, that also donated most of the toys and ourselves. So it was a little bit of everybody that yeah. wanted to come in and help. That is very inspiring. Is now, during the pandemic, as I know every business out there is, is being challenged by the pandemic and, and by everything that we're going through. So what are the, is, is the park open Monday through Sunday? Is it only Monday through Friday, only weekends? What are the, what are the times that you guys are available? Well, we're open from 9 to 5 um, every day. We're open seven days a week. And right now we're open to the public. You know, we were closed for two months. Exactly, and I know. We made sure. a major impact last year, but right now we're 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 at 100 percent open. That is wonderful so you to, to hear. Come in. That is wonderful to hear. So you're back. It's seven days you're open. Uh, I'm encouraging all of our listeners. I always tell everyone that I talk to. It's so easy in in our community to support local businesses, right? But when we have a local business like the Zoological Wildlife Foundation that not only is, is a business and it's trying to, to you know, to, to be there for our community, but it's also helping others. Uh, we are so thankful for the toys. I know we've been wanting to do this radio interview for a while. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to finally uh, get to do the interview. And uh, I'm going to say the phone number once again and remind everyone that you can get a tour Maria said it, it can be an hour, it can be five hours. So you get to pick. Uh, we're going to have the uh, the information for all that you need to know about the Zoological Wildlife Foundation. So if you didn't get the website, if you didn't get the number, I will be more than happy to provide you with that info. So Maria, tell us the website one more time. Uh, WSMiami.com. And the number is 305-969-3696. And like I said, if you're driving, if you couldn't get it, call me. I have all the information for Maria and this beautiful place. Maria, I cannot wait. Thank you so much for joining us today and for everything you do for the community. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm excited. We have on the phone with us today Patricia Brown and Isabella Linette, the founder of Rainbow's warriors thank you so yes. much girls for joining us thank you so much for taking the time 
Um, I know you guys are doing great things. Tell us about Rainbow Warriors. Okay, well, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, the Rainbow Warriors is a mission that we began a few years ago back in 2013, and it's all about clean food, clean water, clean air, and clean humanity. And what that means is we are literally the Warriors of the Rainbow, which is a, a term that is cloned by the Cree Indians, but they call it the Warriors of the Rainbow. So I call it the Rainbow Warriors. And what that means is there is a time that is coming upon us right now that we see where the earth is ravaged and savaged and, you know, people are in distress. But there will be a time where the Warriors of the Rainbow, who are true uh, God beings and true people that love the planet and humanity, will rise up and be the destroyers of the destroyers of the planet, meaning that we will destroy those who destroy humanity and the planet, but we will do it in love and kindness and with integrity. Absolutely. And again, I mean, I think we did another interview when I love, you know, what you guys say it's all about working together to give hope, to spread that hope among our communities. Uh, I know you have always events coming up. I know you're always planning something to help uh, our community. Tell us a little bit about those events that you do. All right. Yeah. So we, um, we reach out to people that need, need help and guidance. Um, you know, rather than be in a, a me world, we want to be in a we world, you know, with everything that's uh, honest with fear and anxiety and, and, you know, people are really searching their, their selves to see how they can get out of the pandemic or these things. We're forgetting about the people that are, um, suffering from alcoholism or suffering from, um, drug abuse or are homeless, you know, with the, you know, they've, they've been pushed out of their home because they can't afford it. So what we're doing is, you know, we're, we have these retreats where we all can come together and, and just really focus, yes, on building uh, ourselves, but also giving out to others and, and helping other people. And, um, so, you know, the Rainbow Warriors do that and mm -hmm. we're, um, you know, we have some events that we've done with, um, uh, showering love with, um, you know, helping with the homeless and, um, you know, and people seem to be standing on the corner and you wonder, you know, why are they, why can't they get a job? Well, we don't judge. We love. And right. so we're, we're spreading love, not judgment. And we, we hope to share that with the community. Yeah. And get that instilled into people that actually can have the donation investment to come to our retreat. And those people that are able to do that will afford us the fact that we get to sponsor in and allow other ones with addictions or whatever the case may be to come to our retreats for free. So that's what this is all about. The Rainbow Warriors, clean food, clean water, clean air, and clean humanity. And we can all come to, together and unite as one. And these retreats are geared towards everybody, men, women, and teenagers, so that they all want to heal. And they don't have to come from drug addictions. These are Our retreats are really for those people that are healthy and that are, you know, good to go, but they want to expand and, and um, enhance their life, which is based on my book, The Art of Health Restoration, to restore and rejuvenate your body, mind, heart, and soul. That's amazing. Now, for those listeners that are wondering, oh, my God, I want to know everything about these women. I want to know what they're doing. I want to mm -hmm. be a part of the next event. Maybe I want to be a sponsor. Maybe I want to help them any way I could. How can they find you? Oh, my goodness, yes. This is, uh, we definitely, uh, Patricia and I definitely do uh, unique events, and they can find us at mybestlifefiji.com, and that's F-I-J-I.com, mybestlifefiji.com, and there they will find 
all of the events that we do in Fiji, that we do in the USA, in the Ozarks, and in Florida, and the numerous places around the USA. So definitely come on, come one, come all, and get your happy on. Yay. I love it. And if you didn't get the information because you're driving or you're busy, please call me. I got everything about Patricia and Isabella. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining us today. We appreciate all you do. Thank you. Thank you. We're at that part of the program where we get to hear a real story of life change. And I have with me today, I have Michael. And Michael is here. He's going to share his story. I want you to know as you listen to these stories, it's not easy to come and just open up your life and make it an open book. And uh, it's really is hard uh, for them to do it. But I have listened to so many, and it really helps them as they tell it. And I hope you as the listener that it will impact you in such a way to never give up on anybody. There is always hope. So, Michael, let's uh, open up. A, first of all, welcome for being here. And Thank let's you go for back. having me, Miss Brummett. Let's go back into time. Let's go into your story. Okay, well, I was born in Miami, Florida. I'm a native. I was born in Miami Jackson Memorial Hospital. My life was, you know, I had my mother and my father, even though they were separated, you know, and um, it's, I didn't have a bad upbringing. I was basically raised by my grandparents because my, my mother was always working, and, you know, I wasn't staying with my father, but I would visit him. And it's, I, my connection with God has been from when I was born. Um, I had spinal meningitis when I was a baby. Mm. And it was a, a group of kids that were in the, that was in the nursing, I mean, the daycare center with me. And um, I went into a coma. And out of all the kids that was in that that um nur- in that nursery, I was the only one that survived. Wow! And when I came out that coma, I was I was young, and I still I know it was God because I feel that I was too young to even know what was right and wrong and how to lie or anything. And I told my mother that God sent me back. Wow! So. That right there let me know somewhere. I always hold that into this day. That's carried me throughout life to let me know that God, God has, has a plan. God has some kind of plan for me, some kind of purpose for me for being here. So, you know, I I grew up and I was in martial arts. You know, I, I'm a small dude, always been small in my life. So that kind of built my con- confidence up. God was like, you couldn't, you know. You learned to fight. He was shaping me, yeah, and let me know that it wasn't about my size. It's about your heart. It's about and the mind and. You know, having God is the most powerful weapon you can ever have. So he taught me how to conquer with, with you know, with my spirit mm-hmm. and whatnot. So um, I started, I was doing all right. I, I went to private school. I got on a roll in first grade and all that kind of stuff. And then after a while, things kind of went crazy. I learned at, a, at an early age that, that people are for you when you're doing what they want mm-hmm. you to do. But as soon as things Mm-hmm. Go off, they you know they'll switch out on you. So I I started then. That's when I went down my destructive path, just doing what I wanted to do and all that kind of stuff. I started smoking weed when I was in my teenage years or whatnot, and then that just led on and led on to going to start going to jail and all that kind of stuff. And then I went to later on. I started smoking weed and cocaine when I got like in my twenty my twenties mm-hmm. when I started working in the iron worker union, being on the construction site with all you know. Doing all that, you know, just being around the crowd and the mm-hmm. bad influence, all the convicts and all that kind of stuff, you know, in the bad, Billy bad behinds. And, you right. know, so, but after a while, you know, I just, my life started spiraling down to like a couple, like a year or two before I left, before I came to the mission. Um, I got tired of it. And I was like, 
questioning, you know, because God's given me so many gifts or whatnot. I'm a musician. Mm. I've been to college and all that. All these things, I, opportunities, I've just blown. God would get me up to a certain place and I just mic a kick in and just sabotage. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The enemy just, yeah. So, um, I got sick of it and I like called out to God and was like, Lord, you know, I need some help because I, I don't want to live my life and have no purpose. I know you got too much you invested in me for me. Okay, so I don't want uh, anybody to turn that dial because you're going to tell more of your story. So we're right at that point where, you know, you've kind of sabotaged all these opportunities, but there's still hope. There's always hope. Please don't turn that dial. We'll be back in just a moment. Well, we're back with Michael, and he's going to continue this uh, story of his, which is pretty interesting, and, you know, it's all about hope. Uh, When hope seems like it's not real, But God is always there as long as you're breathing. And you said so many times God has given you opportunity. So let's pick up at the time where you called out to God. Please help. What happened? Well, after I called out to God, you know, and I expected something to happen, but I didn't know it was going to happen like it was. You know, I was trying to get on the plan where I could clean myself up, me and God by myself. But uh, a situation sparked up at the house. Me and my mother got into an argument, and she ended up she she didn't know because I was I so much out of character from from who what she knew. I was a whole total different person because my my drug addiction had got so bad that she just was like she didn't know if I was gonna hurt her or whatnot. And I can't blame her because you know I got outraged that day. So she had she marched at me. And I got had a, a restraining order and imposed on me that I had to be out of the house. And it came to the point where I went to, I told her, I say, I had a conversation to her and apologized to her and say, wherever you want me to go, you know, I'll go send me in the right direction because I'm tired of living like this. So I went to Central Intake and they set me up to go be put in a residential program for about, for, in about a month. But I had a restraining order that was going to be pending. So it came to the point that I had to go somewhere or be on the streets. And my mother had a contact with um, one of the ministers that's associated, affiliated with the um, mission. And he got me in to the um, mission and said I, I came there. And once I got there and I didn't know that it was a I, I heard about the mission. I just thought of it as a homeless shelter. I never knew that it had a, a rehabilitation program. And basically and more importantly, it was Christian based. So by me crying out to God and me being sent to a Christian based rehabilitation, that was just evident to me that that god was in and then once you got here you found out it's not rehabilitation it's regeneration Regeneration. (laughs) yes that's right so um so once i got there you know i had in my mind and i think you know i i came in with my mind right ready to change and and didn't have to be convinced so Mm. i just came right in and and whatever they needed me to do a group Whatever they needed me to do in chapel, I didn't have no problem going and all that. And then, you know, we have the CSA where they put you the Christian um, service assignment where we have different phases that goes around because the, the clients at the mission basically run it, you know. So I got put in um, housekeeping first, and then after housekeeping, I moved to the the laundry where I learned lessons in humility. Woo! <laughs> 
by having to deal with the the people that come in and you know you know the people so some, you're dealing with the emergency service people yeah. they're just coming in for the meal change of clothing and a shower yeah. they're not easy to deal with yes they're not they're they're picky and all kind of disgruntled and all that but you gotta you know what well, the 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 principles and things that we are taught at the mission you get to apply it Mm-hmm. Every day, you know, sitting there being humble and looking at somebody through God's eyes instead of looking at them at, as, as somebody coming and fussing at you like God loves them, too. So you got to show love to them, too. So and the the mission has been a good influence to me. And I'm an alpha now. I enjoy the brotherhood that we have. We've got in depth with with our um, studies and learning more about Christ and how to carry our lives. And, and, you know, it's just been a great experience. Well, Michael, you know, I wish that these times were longer because I just get so engrossed in your stories. And I hope as you're listening that God will just impress on your heart to pray for Michael and for all the others that come to us. And remember, there's women also and children that come here and they come out of abuse and domestic violence and also homelessness. So pray as we minister to our men, women and children every day at all of our campuses in Miami and in Hollywood. Thank you, Michael, for sharing your story. Well, listening to people's lives that have been touched and transformed is always encouraging, always inspiring. Michael, That's such a great story. You know, we're doing this every single day, even though we're serving over about 800 men, women, and children on our campuses every day in Miami-Dade and Broward counties, uh, and thousands of people throughout the year. It really does come down to how has a person been affected? How has their life been transformed? What's happening in their life? And I, I, over the years, I've heard so many wonderful testimonies. You know, being homeless, there's a lot of commonalities. Being sick, there's a lot of commonalities. But there's always a back-end story. There's always more to the story. How did a person become homeless? What was their uh, family life like? Uh, What steps did they become victims in their own victimization process where they hurt themselves and got involved? And most of the time it is because people get involved with the wrong people at an early age. It leads to something else. And then before you know it, uh, a person either has an addiction or they just find themselves out of control with their life and they end up homeless. They can't maintain a job. They can't be a, take care of money. And then they become a burden on their family and their loved ones. And that even that bridge is now almost burnt to the ground because they've stolen and lied so many times. And it just progresses and progresses and progresses. And when you get to a point where you're in a dark, dark pit, sometimes you don't feel there's any way that you can get out or you're even worthy to get out. So we praise the Lord for everyone that comes to our centers, that makes that decision to say, you know something, I want my life better. And that's hard. You know, in your own life, if you want to get healthier, you want to lose a few pounds, uh, you want to uh, change something in your life, smoke, uh, stop smoking, or, or maybe you want to take a class that you've been put off for many, many years, unless you really concentrate on that and put a priority on it and then continue to do the things to help you be successful, you just don't do them. That's why we have New Year's resolutions every year. People down put down 10 or 15 different things. And by, I think it's like the third week or fourth week, a lot of those are just put to the side. You can't do anything uh, with your life anymore after that because you're just giving up on uh, losing weight. You're giving up on accomplishing some of the goals that you set. So we want to really recognize the men, women, and children that go through our centers that uh, work on themselves. It's hard work. You know, there's a lot of... Uh, reasons to leave a program instead of to stay because you, you it's a hard road and you have to face what you've done in life and you've got to restore a lot of things in your life get your id back and just a lot of different things and you know something we cannot do all that we do and help people 
that want their lives transformed without you and our donors. You know, we, our volunteers are so special. They've been restricted over the last year, and now we're starting to open up our doors a little bit. Uh, still going to do the social distancing. There's still ways volunteers can get involved, like our Mission Hope Hygiene Drive. You can go to our, our website, caringplace.org, how to get involved by doing a simple hygiene drive, you know, product drive. Uh, right now, though, as we approach the Passover and Easter season, you know, Passover is the last week, uh, the first few days of April, and then Easter, of course, is April 4th. Uh, every year we've done something fantastic as far as opening up our, our uh, closing down our streets, rather, and inviting thousands of people to participate in a tremendous what we call Thanksgiving on Good Friday, where people would come for a great meal, there'd be entertainment, the story of Christ, uh, and they'd actually have their fit, feet washed. We may not be able to do that as large as we did before, but we do want to, somehow we're working on washing the feet of those men and women that want it in our programs, not maybe the homeless on the street, but at least the ones in our program. And you can, you can be part of this. You can go to caringplace.org slash Easter. That's caringplace.org slash Easter for $2.10. I'm asking you to, to help us during this holiday season. You know, it's two religious holidays. Uh, go to caringplace.org slash Easter for $2.10. You can provide a hot, delicious meal. I know this hope often does begin with a meal. You can just be sharing uh, God's love and just human love with someone that you don't even know. Uh, during Passover and Easter of season. I know there's probably people out there that can do 100 meals or 1,000 meals. Uh, we really would appreciate that. But whatever you can do will go such a long way. Well, God bless you. Uh, we're getting ready for the end of the month celebration. You stay safe and tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place www.caringplace.org.